0: Well, my scripture for the new year, I think it's always wonderful if you make a New Year's resolution, that's okay, but always pick a scripture for the, year, for the new year, you know, to remind yourself about, and you have to kind of put it on the mirror or put it someplace where you're always going to go and keep that scripture before you. my scripture for this year is 1 John 5, 4 and 5, which birthed this message. It says, for whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth on the Lord Jesus Christ. He that believeth on Jesus, that Jesus is the Son of God. You know, we're going to have a lot of opportunities this year to overcome. You know, it it is an ongoing thing to overcome because we live in the flesh. Not because we're bad, not because we don't trust God, not because of any evil reason, but it's because we're born in the flesh and the flesh has to overcome and it's something that we have to overcome daily. And if you don't find that you're overcoming, something's wrong. <laughs> because we have that opportunity. So, uh, for whosoever is born of God, pray that my glasses will work this morning. Overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world. The victory is believing in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. That's the victory. So, we cannot doubt and have anxieties, which we do, our flesh does, but then we need to be reminded that we are overcomers. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony, and we don't love our lives. And as we look into the world today, and we see that is what is going on in the world. They are lovers of pleasure, lovers of what the flesh wants, rather than lovers of what God wants. So I'm going to try to, I said to myself, I'd be brief today because you may have, uh, meetings or family or something because it's still kind of a end of a, of a holiday era. It's more than a holiday to us, but I'll try to be brief. Yeah, <laughs> Amen. That's good. Well, the message is whose government is it? Whose government is it? Now, it's true. We just sang the song, the government shall be upon his shoulder. So we know where the government belongs. But I wanted to Im- impress this. I was sitting back here two Sundays ago thinking about wh- where I would be, what I would be saying in the new year. Sometimes that happens. And the Lord spoke this to me, and he said, well, whose government is it? And so I said, well, I have to put that down for a minute because i got to preach this sermon today. (laughs) So I wrote a note in my Bible and said, remember that the first Sunday of the new year you will preach whose government is it. So I'm not telling you something that you don't know, but God wants us to have victory over the things of this world. And this world has government, but it's not God's government. And yet there are many people in our government who are born-again believers. And I think sometimes that we pray against the evil that we see and feel. But sometimes we should pray for those that are in government, in our government, who are believers. Because they're there and they're talking to us and they're praying. And whenever they come on uh, a Huckabee, they come on, the different uh, leaders in government come on and they tell us that they're... That they're, that they're serving God and they're asking God for help. And he always asks, what shall we pray for? And they always say, pray for us in government that God will strengthen us and keep us straight and keep us working for the kingdom. So today I want to encourage us that put that on your prayer list to pray for the dignitaries that are in our government, that God will make them strong, that if they're not filled with the Holy Spirit, that God will fill him with his uh, manifest grace and that our government will have some help. This is not a message against our government. It's just a message to remind us who is in charge. So with the celebration of Christmas over, we turn to the future thoughts. What will the new year hold? Well, we know we're going to get a, a year older. We know another leaf is going to fall. And we know that eternal life gets closer. Amen? Amen. And that's a good thing because we have a destination where we're going. But as a sincere follower of our Lord and Savior, we know that God will go before us. He will never leave us. He will follow after us with goodness and mercy and grace. And He will always be there to help us overcome. So. Uh, As I speak about the government today, I want to remind us of the powerful word of prophecy given to us so many years ago, which we've just celebrated. And I know that that Christmas is behind us now, but I want to use this passage of Scripture. Do you think it's interesting that when God told us a virgin was going to conceive and bear a son, And and he would be a ruler. Do you think it's interesting that when he mentioned that, he he brought in the government? He brought in the government at the moment before his birth, while his birth was. And he was telling us that we'll have a counselor, that we'll have an everlasting father. Some of us haven't had fathers on this earth, or we've had them and they haven't been what we anticipated But he said we'll have an everlasting father. And the government is going to be upon his shoulder. Isn't that interesting that while he's telling us Jesus is going to be born, he's telling us what is going to happen in the future, that the government will be upon him. And yet today in our flesh we recognize governmental uh, leadership and we like it or we don't like it and we talk about it or we do talk about it. And the scripture has a few things to say about that. And so that's the message today. Whose government is it? Well, we know it's God's government, but let us breathe a heavy thought on it that it's, it's, it's more than just government. It is our life, our existence, our destination. So I found that to be interesting and it, and the, and the next scripture is verse seven. I'm in Isaiah nine. The next scripture is verse seven and it tells us that Uh, about the increase of the government. So we do see an increase in our government, don't we? We see an increase for good or we see an increase for bad. But no matter what we see in our government, God's government is always going to increase. It's going to get better. It's going to get more powerful. And why is that? Because we're going to need it in the days ahead. In the next uh, year, the year that lies before us, I believe the power and the anointing of God will be greater than it's ever been because we know the works of darkness is updoing uh, is upstaging themselves against God's world. And as you look at your, as we look at our world, we see how much the enemy has increased his power. All these things that's going on in government is an increase of the power of the enemy. And so we have to be reminded that God's power is also going to increase. And He is going to help us, and He's going to He's going to pursue the enemy that is attacking us. So He says, he says he's where He's going to. This is at the birth of Christ. He's going to give you a Counselor. He's going to give you a Mighty God, an everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. I never forget the brother that said, "Peace is a man. The peace is in Christ. It's not just because we want to see peace or feel peace." Or our imagined peace, but peace is alive and well and living in the God who lives in us. So we have to overcome the flesh to, to relieve ourselves in the presence and the peace of God. So when the enemy comes, that's our opportunity to empower us with more of the peace that lives within us. And I think that we're, we, we have, if there are more trials in the future, there's more peace in the future. Because God is going to increase his government and his government lives in us. So we say, whose government is it? Well, it's God's government. And where is God? He is in the temple, in us. And so there is an increase. God, I, I pray and I believe that God is going to give us an increase of his Holy Spirit. He's going to give us an increase of victory, an increase of trust. And he's going to help us to overcome more quickly and more powerfully. And, and we're going to have those opportunities because the enemy has stepped up his pace against God's people. And maybe you don't know it. Maybe you don't watch the news, but you know, they're, they're already harassing Christian people. And and if they can tell what the students, what the teachers to do in the school, why can't they start to tell us what to do? And they do tell us. Before the election, I get a letter, and the letter tells me I cannot speak about the governmental things in the pulpit. Yet our Constitution says we have freedom of speech. So we have to overcome our difficulties, and we cannot despise government. When When it turns out it's not our leader in our world, you know, we get maybe we get a little attitude, and with rightness, because everything changes when government changes. But God talks to us about not despising it, about praying for the leadership that He has put in the government, that God will be glorified in our country. So verse seven says, "There shall be an increase in government," and uh, we've seen this. We've seen the evil increase, and we need to have eyes to see the good increase in what God is doing. He's given us opportunities to pray more. He's given us opportunities to overcome more. He's given us glorious opportunities to prepare ourselves for eternal life. There's much suffering. Uh, Today we talk about the kingdom, and then it says, and the kingdom shall be built upon the throne of David. There's so much, if we had time today, there's so much suffering that David had in his life. And and it was all suffering because he was pursuing the kingdom. You know, God said, you will be in the kingdom. And he was pursuing the kingdom. And the enemy just attacked him on every level. But, you know, he got through. All things are possible with God. And, you know, we need to pursue the kingdom What is the kingdom? Well, it's like those people that was walking down the aisle, saw Julie and said, can we pray for you? That's pursuing the kingdom. That's telling the world who you are in the midst of a wicked and corrupted generation. So I want to inspire you. Maybe you've already been inspired, but I want to inspire you in this new year to show who you are in Christ you know have the have the guts if I can say that to stop somebody and say, "Can I pray for you if you see they need that pray that need if you see that need in their life and also if the Holy Spirit touches you, you know sometimes you you're just going along and something goes through your mind it's like I was sitting there, and God said, "You know whose government is it and I meditated on that until it came forward to this message and Sometimes God says this, and when he said it to me, I said, oh, yeah, sure, I'll do that. But then I realized that God was speaking, that it wasn't just me. And sometimes it is God speaking and it's not just you. And you need to have a manifestation of the Holy Spirit in you that when he speaks, you hear and you go, wait a minute, what does that mean? Because he's going to give us opportunities. This is a prophetical word to the church today that he's going to give us more opportunities than we've ever had to show forth his glory and to show forth the overcoming power that lives in us. So when you note that I want to tell you this morning that you probably maybe haven't noticed this before, or maybe you have, but government is all over in the Bible. This very season that we are celebrating was governmental. Oh, Caesar rose up and said, I want taxes. Everybody go. It didn't matter that she was ready to bear a child. It didn't matter that it was 70 miles away. It didn't matter that they had very little monies. He said, this is what you do. You get over there to this, to where you were born and you pay your taxes that's government and the government was all about jesus and no wonder that he wrote and said it'll be upon his shoulder from his birth it was placed upon his shoulder and uh, the decree of caesar augustus was you know do what i say it was the government that chose to crucify christ it was the church that commented against him and brought the accusations against him, but it was the government, the Roman government, that, re- that rejected freedom and sent him to the cross. So government is everywhere in Scripture because the government is a part of the world's system, and it's always coming against the system of God. So yes, we pray about the government, but we pray about those that are in government that are there to be a light in this darkness. Mary and Joseph were ordered to go. The government ordered it. They went. They obeyed. And, of course, our Savior was born. And little did Caesar know that there was a shoulder being born that was going to transform all the world forever. How awesome is that? And, you know, Caesar killed all the babies trying to find Jesus it was in the Old Testament they killed all the babies when Moses was discovered. You know, it's all governmental things that are going on. No wonder God put a shoulder out to carry the, the weight of our government. So when we see the government body of Judaism begin to hate Jesus, he's walking among them. The Bible says he went about doing good. Everything he did was good, and yet they wanted to kill him. And that was, that was the spiritual government. And think on that today, even though the Romans did, did the, the actual um, judgment of him, it was the religious body that brought the accusation against him. And so the, the government is on the shoulders of God and of, uh, on the shoulders of Christ. And no, more, no matter that it is on his shoulder, it begins to be on our shoulder because he lives in us. And we need to pray. That needs to be a burden on our prayer list at the top of our prayer list because the government is his and it lives in us. And may we live up to the government of Christ that lives within us. You know, when we see the governing body of Judaism hating Jesus, how can that be? But, you know, there are religions today that hate Jesus. There are people that say they are Christians and live for the devil. And that is that is an abomination to our God, and so when the Roman body decided to reject Christ, we got salvation. Isn't that awesome? And uh, the promise is that in Isaiah nine seven. That's where that the child shall bring forth a kingdom. He'll order it. Somebody thinks that all this that's going on is ordered by our our uh, government, but God is in charge, and He's going to order. The government. So with these things that come to pass, God is watching. And the Bible says, this passage of scripture in Isaiah 9 says, He will establish the government with justice and judgment. And He will order the kingdom. In all these things going on in government today, we trust that God is going to bring order. God is going to bring judgment. And God is going to bring justice because the kingdom belongs to God. And the government belongs to God. So how great is our God that brings this message to us today that whose government it is, it, it is the government of God. And God lives in us, church. We have a responsibility to spiritual government today. So we need to grow in this year. I pray God will speak to our hearts and cause us to want to grow. And, you know, we have little idiosyncrasies that won't send us to hell but are, uh, but are not pleasing to the Lord. And those are the things that we want to overcome daily, yes. you know, over, overcome my attitude, God, yeah. you know, overcome that little idiosyncrasy in me that, that, that I shouldn't do, overcome the excesses in my life and bring forth the power and the anointing and the glory of God. Yeah. It, is, it is God's government. He lives in us and there's a responsibility upon us to live up to God's government. Amen. So let us do that. In the midst of our government, God has planned, uh, planted believers. And there's a lot of scripture today, but I do want to be brief. But I do want to tell you that in Isaiah 20, 21 through 23, the prophet speaks the word of God. And he says, I will commit the government into his hand and he shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judea. Israel cannot fall. God's hand is upon Israel. It is his people. And verse 22 says, The key of the house of David will I lay upon his shoulder. Second time he tells us that. And he shall open and none shall shut. And he shall shut and none shall open. And I will fasten him as a nail in a sure place. And he shall be for a glorious throne to his father's house. Well, they fastened Jesus with the nails, didn't they? And then the scripture goes on to say in Isaiah 22:25, In that day, this is the day, church, In that day, saith the Lord of hosts, The nail that is fastened in the sure place shall be removed, And be cut down and fall, And the burden that was upon it shall be cut off, For the Lord hath spoken it. Now you have to see this in the spirit. The nail Christ was nailed to the cross, It was removed, it fell down, and something came of it, and the burden that came of it was our salvation. And that is so powerfully in scripture. And we don't have time to discuss it totally, but it's there in Isaiah. And it says, in that day, this day, then, you know, in the day that the nail falls, in the day that the burden is accomplished, we have salvation. How awesome is that? And remember that the Lord in 2 Peter 2 9, when you start to have little failings in those little idiosyncrasies in this new year, remember this, 2 Peter 2.9, The Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. So, you know, nobody gets by with unrepented sin. Sometimes we think, well, that's a good person. They do good things, you know. But unless they believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, unless they understand that the government of God lives in us and it's on the shoulders of our God, then and they, and they sin against God, there is a punishment for that. And, you know, the church world don't preach about the punishment. The church world doesn't talk about hell, fire, and damnation because people don't want to hear that. You know, one of our most famous preachers in our world today, they ask him, How do you, why, how is it that you have the largest congregation? What did you do? And he said, I only preach good things. God is a good God and I only preach good things. And so there's a deception, isn't there? Because it's not all good if you don't serve God with a whole heart. There's a lot of in Christianity today that's serving God. They go to church, they go through the motions. But it, it, they don't have a whole heart toward God, and God is looking for a whole heart. And I know that I'm, I'm I know that we're blessed. I believe that our church totally wholeheartedly trusts God. But church, we've got to step it up. We've got to pray more. We've got to read more. We've got to think more spiritually. Now we're in the earth, so we gotta live here. You know, I don't mean for us to not have any, any goals or any, anything in this world, but I wanna say to you that we've gotta step up our pace because the enemy has stepped up his pace and God is preparing a people. He has a plan for a people. He's going to bring judgment. He's going to bring justice. He's going to order our kingdom. He's going to order the people who serve him. And we've got to be ready to be ordered and to be sanctified, and, and to have a, a goal, spiritual goal in our life. And I want to encourage you this morning, what spiritual goal do you have, and what spiritual goal will you take on for the new year? God's desiring more of us than we are giving. And there are Christians in, in Christianity today that's giving less, you know, because the elements of our world. There's false prophets in the Earl church. We read that in the devotional. It said there's false prophets back here, but you will also have them in your day. So they're there, but they're covered. You don't know they're a false prophet. You have to man. You have to um, uh, uh, investigate everything that comes down the spiritual tube, and then you have to give everything into the hands of God. But we have to step up our spiritual life in this new year because the enemy is more blatant than he's ever been. But God is more powerful. You know, the the more ugly the devil gets, the more powerful our God gets. And we have to have a trust in this new year. We will have opportunities to trust him. We will have opportunities to expand our faith. We will have opportunities to weep before him. God will give us these opportunities. Let us not miss these opportunities, church, because we must overcome. And we're overcoming not because we're strong and not because we know the power of the word of God. We're overcoming because the blood of Jesus is on our life. And we don't love our lives more than we love what God wants. It's important today. So I want to say remember that the Lord knoweth. The way to deliver us and whether even though we're Christians and born-again believers and the spirit of God is in our life, we still will be tempted and so there'll be moments that we might give into that temptation and then we have to remember that God is able to deliver us from the temptations of the world to stop us before we get in too deep before we lose our our spiritual um, maintenance he can stop us and help us and we need that. Because um, uh, things are not the way they should be. Our government has gone astray from God. And not only has our government gone astray from God, but they've blasphemed the Holy Spirit. And so, the, the're, you know, God dealt with Sodom and Gomorrah. Got all through the Old Testament, he dealt with them. But he gave us the grace to tell us, hey, stop here and get repentance and don't move forward in the things of the enemy. So the... Scripture that I chose for my life this year is 1 John 5, 4 and 5 again. For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. So we might say, I can't stop that. I can't overcome that. I can't. I always have a, you know, this always brings about fear in me, those kinds of things. We have to remember that we are Christians and that we are born of God and we can overcome. And this is the victory. In this one scripture, we've got overcoming, victory, and faith. One scripture says all those things. If I could conquer those things, I would be so blessed. We want to work on those things. We want to have the victory in every occasion that God gives us in the new year. And we want to overcome and we want to, you know, enlarge our faith for the future. In this new year, let us trust God. Let us fast. Let us give time to worship. Let us give time not to pray, but to sit quietly. Well, time to pray, of course, but to sit t- quietly in His presence and just just sit quietly. See what He says to us. Sometimes we're very busy praying that He's trying to talk, you know, and we don't hear His voice because we are praying. So pray a little, listen a little. Set in his presence a little and the first time you do it you say, well I didn't I didn't hear nothing. Well you got to keep at it. it. it's a it's a spiritual practice. it's a spiritual practice. A time for me as good as when I'm traveling, when I'm just going to work it's it for me it's eighteen miles. I have 18 miles that I can meditate upon the Lord. I can give myself a scripture and then I can meditate upon that scripture. It's meditation that causes the Spirit of God to go deep in us. We need a deeper experience for out of our belly shall flow living water. So we need to get down and, you know, sometimes in the farm, when we went to the farm, we'd have to pump, 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 you know, to get a little water out. And I think that that's where we are today spiritually that God is pump, pump, pumping and he's wanting to get deeper and deeper, deeper into our life so that there'll be wells of living water so that we can overcome the darkness that, that is in our world today. I'm not telling you it's coming, you know, it's already here. And what we need is the power and the emphasis of God's faith and victory to over, over, you know, overshoot what the enemy is doing. So I I say there may be many sufferings. We may have sufferings this year as we pursue godliness. You know, the more that you want of God, the more the enemy fights us. So that that that's just that's just a given. But that's what causes us to overcome is that we are stronger than the things that come against us. So I'm saying to the church today: seek to be in right standing with the Lord. Seek to be in right standing with the Lord. You know, that's what righteousness is. Righteousness doesn't mean we're better than anybody. Righteousness means we're in right standing with God. And we need to pursue that with all of our heart. We are part of an everlasting kingdom. And we have counsel. You know, we need to seek counsel in the Word of God. Seek seek counsel from from Christian friends who can guide you in the right direction. You know, Beware that when they come to you with problems that you don't add your problems to the crisis, but that you hear what they're saying. You listen, and God puts a word of se- in season into your heart to give to them. You will get many opportunities to do that, the Lord says. He wants us to come into right standing, not just to be right, but to be in right standing with him, that we're standing there, we're staying there. And and the, the, we're a part of the kingdom of God, and we want to remember that the government is on our Lord's shoulder. He lives in us, so it's on our shoulder to pray and to seek God for the kingdom. So I just want to put these things into your heart and your life. May this new year be spiritually prosperous. The world wants it to be more prosperous in whatever, monies, things, whatever. But I say to you today... May the Holy Spirit bring more prosperity, spiritual prosperity to the church. May the church of the living God rise up in power and might and come against the works of darkness like never before. And may we pray for our people in government who serve God in the midst of the swamp and pray that God will energize them and keep them holy, keep them away from anything false, that our government will be good to rest on Jesus' shoulders. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we love you this morning. God, may it seek into our heart that you want us to have victory, that you want us to overcome, and that you want our faith to be strengthened. Lord, I just pray a blessing on the people in this house today and all of our people, wherever they are. Oh God, I pray that it will be spiritually prosperous new year, filled with the joy of the Lord, that happiness cannot even touch the joy that we have in Christ. And Lord, that we will love you more, better, deeper. That the Holy Spirit will just burst forth at any time from us because our our innermost being will be filled with his love and his joy. God, may this be a good year for the saints of God. May we be strong and powerful. I ask, Lord Jesus, that you would just bless our people according to the power of your word. Keep us, heal us, help us, oh God. Help us to be overcomers for you and to bear the government for you. Pray for the government for you. In Jesus' name. Lord, we ask that you bless the tithe and the offerings today. God, thank you for the faithful people that keep this house of God running. We just thank you today, oh God. We ask that you bless every penny.